0: What's up, everybody, and welcome back for another episode of the Video Game Mythos Podcast. In this podcast, we grab a video game character of your choosing and plaster their backstories all over the insides of your ears and minds. So that way, you can be smarter than all your other nerd friends about nerd things. And then you can tell them about the Sweet Nerd Podcast. And then, when they listen, they will be just as nerdy as you. Because that's what real friends do, right? They share nerdy things and then nerd out together. I think, anyway, I don't really have any friends. So anyway, I want to give a shout-out to Perry Knight for recommending the fine owner of this week's Lucky Backstory. I have to say that this character would have eventually made its way into my lineup anyway, as they are by far the nearest and dearest video game character to my heart, so this one is pretty special to me. So Perry, thank you for shoving this one to the top of my to-do list. And you listening, if you have a video game character that you would like me to crack open the metaphorical mythos encyclopedia and go to town on, hit us up on Facebook or Twitter at 13 Palm Trees Podcast Productions. Let us know who you would like to hear about on the show and why. So let's get right into it, shall we? This week's video game mythos character of choice is none other than the galactic bounty hunter badass herself, Samus Aaron. So the games don't really cover Samus's early life in great detail, but luckily where there's a solid video game fanbase with not enough lore, a manga is never far behind to pick up the slack. The mangas, written by Koji Tazawa, fill in the details of Samus's early life, and as you can imagine, it doesn't start easy for our blonde babe with the arm cannon. Samus is a native of Earth, from a colony named K2L. She lived there with her parents, Rodney and Virginia Aaron. She did live a relatively normal child's life until about the age of three, and that's when things started to get interesting. The ancient Chozo race, often referenced and highly revered in the Metroid franchise, visited the Earth colony of K2L in an effort to obtain a mineral called a floral type that was mined there. The Chozo, or Chozo bird people, are a species of avianoid extraterrestrials. The Chozo are credited with the creation of the original Metroids on the planet SR388, which is the planet Metroid Fusion takes place on with the Parasite X. In the Chozo language, Metroid means Ultimate Warrior. Alright, so wait a minute. If Metroid means Ultimate Warrior, are the games called Metroid because of the creatures the Metroid, or are they called Metroid because Samus is the Ultimate Warrior? Holy crap. Mind balloon. blown. Anyway, it is unknown whether or not the Metroids were created in an attempt to stop the X-Parasites from destroying SR388's ecosystem, but it was discovered by scientists at the space colony Ceres that the Metroid's energy abilities could be used for the good of mankind. Yeah, and I know what you're thinking because I'm thinking the same thing. I've seen Jurassic Park enough to know that this doesn't end well, and you're not wrong, but we'll get there, hang in there with me. The Chozo Ruins have been discovered on the planet Zebes, Talon IV, sr 388 Elysia, and Brio. The Chozo are currently either extinct, critically endangered, transcendent, or in hiding, and it is likely a combination of two or more of those things is what caused the Chozo to disappear in the first place. Anyway, that's a little backstory on the Chozo race, which is extremely important to Samus' backstory. But while the Chozo were visiting the colony, Samus caught the attention of Old Bird, which is one of the Chozo elders the two of them spent considerable amount of time together and they were equally fascinated with each other as old bird was fascinated by watching a young human grow and obviously samus was fascinated by the bird people because well let's face it they're bird people the chozo were ultimately refused the a type because of its importance and they ended up leaving earth samus was obviously bothered by this as old bird had told them that without being given the floral type they would be forced to take drastic measures on a different or more dangerous planet, which could lead to their death. Meanwhile, however, a bigger threat lingered nearby. A space pirate fleet, led by none other than Ridley. Ridley's forces attacked the colony, and in the midst of the attack, Samus was fired on by Ridley with a ferocious plasma beam. Samus's mother, Virginia, shoved Samus out of the way in the nick of time, and young Samus was forced to watch as her mother was eviscerated before her eyes. A hurt and emotionally battered Samus then watched her father attempt to stop the raid of the remaining resources, and in an effort to stop the space pirates from escaping with the Afloreltite, he crashed his ship into the space pirate fleet with himself inside, sacrificing his life. So Samus had to watch both of her parents die in front of her in the matter of 10 minutes. Brutal. Brutal. Of course Ridley escaped with only battle wounds, and fled the colony to be fought another day. Any Metroid fan that's played a number of the Metroid games will know that there is some significant history surrounding Ridley and Samus, and whenever they battle, oh boy do they go all out, and it is amazing. So having heard of the attack, the group of Chozo actually came back to K2L, as they were expecting to find no survivors. But they did find someone, a hurt, scared child all alone in the smoking debris of K2L. Seeing the young child all alone, the Chozo decided to bring her back to Zebes and raise her. In order to survive the planet's harsh conditions, Samus was infused with Chozo blood, and later gifted an advanced Chozo power suit. Samus trained under the Chozo for many years and had surpassed the physical limits of ordinary humans by the age of 14. The Chozo were initially unsure if she was able to become a true warrior until they witnessed her ability to not only demonstrate her ferocity, but also compassion for those around her. After Old Bird told Samus that she had his confidence, she left the planet to join the Galactic Federation. So here, Samus worked on the VIXIV under General Adam Malkovich. She met Anthony Higgs and Adam Malkovich's younger brother, Ian. It remains unknown how long she served with Adam's unit, but it was definitely long enough to develop a strong relationship with Anthony, Ian, and Adam. Adam would always finish his orders with the questions like, any objections, lady, as a way of cementing the trust between the two of them, and that ended up leaving Samus feeling like Adam was the only person who truly understood her, and she grew to view him as her best friend and surrogate father figure. However, after Adam sacrificed his brother Ian's life to save 300 innocent lives on the planet Lusitania, Samus went AWOL and abandoned her post with the Galactic Federation police. She vanished for years and as Metroid Other M calls out, she abandoned for no other reason other than the fact that she was young and inexperienced and emotionally hurt. So she disappears, armed with years of Chozo training, the Chozo DNA, the Chozo power suit, which is literally the recipe for a hard-ass warrior, Samus became a gun for hire, and she made quite the name for herself in the bounty hunting business, and this is where the video games really kick off, but we'll get more into that in a little bit. So now that you have a little bit of who Samus was prior to the video games, let's talk a little bit about some character facts. First off, the forbidden thing we don't talk about with women, her age. Samus's precise age in the video games has never been explicitly discussed, but the Japanese Prime site even stated that her age is unknown. Other M concept art reveals that in her early years around the time of the K2L attacks, that she is four to six years old, which contradicts the early media and manga saying that it happened when she was about three. And in her Federation military period, she is 15 to 17 years old, which aligns with the fact that she would be genetically superior to other humans as she would have started earlier. Next, some points about the evolution of Samus' appearance. Samus' video game appearances not only evolved with the games, but they also changed, so check this out. In the original Metroid, her hair was miscolored brown, though it would turn green once the player acquired the Varia suit. If Metroid 2: Return of Samus was played with a Super Game Boy, Game Boy Player, or Game Boy Advance, her hair would be miscolored red, and it was obviously made blonde for the 2018 3DS remake. It wasn't until Super Metroid that she officially became blonde. Samus' signature hairstyle debuted in Metroid Zero Mission, and it has been present in every Metroid game released since. The only exception is Metroid Prime Hunters, which though it retained her ponytail, It lacked the two locks of hair on each side of her head, which frame her face. And previously, Samus had been depicted with a ponytail in Metroid Prime and briefly at the end of Metroid 2 and Super Metroid. The inspiration for Samus' character has an extremely plausible and equally awesome theory. It's believed that Samus was originally inspired by Sigourney Weaver's character Ripley from the Alien series. Her relationship with the baby Metroid is comparable to Ripley's relationship with the surviving LV-426 colonist named Rebecca Newt Jordan. Like the baby, Newt dies in the sequel, Alien 3, and just like Samus, Ripley feels tremendous guilt over her death. Unlike Ripley though, Samus is never shown to be traumatized by the Metroids she faces in her various missions. Now onto the game timelines and description of what Samus did after she took up the bounty hunter mantle. The timeline actually kicks off where the video games kick off, with Metroid for the NES. In this game, Samus travels through the caverns of the planet Zebes in order to stop the space pirates from exploiting the Metroid species for galactic domination. Next up in the timeline is Metroid Zero Mission for the Game Boy Advance. Samus is ambushed by space pirates, her ship crash lands on the surface. Stripped of her power suit and her gunship destroyed, she is forced to infiltrate the space pirate mothership in order to find a way off the planet with only her paralyzer for protection. Next in the timeline is Metroid Prime for GameCube. In this first-person iteration, Samus receives a distress signal and travels to Talon IV to stop the space pirates from exploiting the unknown substance known as Phazon. The follow-up to Metroid Prime for the GameCube was Metroid Prime Hunters on the DS. When the Galactic Federation receives an unusual telepathic message, Samus is sent to the remote Alembic Cluster in the Tetra Galaxy to uncover the rumored ultimate power. Metroid Prime 2 Echoes for the GameCube. Samus is sent to investigate the planet Aether after communication with the GFS tier was lost. Samus finds them all dead, killed by several creatures, mainly consisting of the evil race called Ing. In Metroid Prime 3 Corruption for the Wii. Samus and three other bounty hunters are called by the Galactic Federation to repair the Aurora units and investigate space pirate operations. Not before Dark Samus can be stopped, all the bounty hunters are corrupted by Dark Samus, and Samus is given two things, a special suit to protect her from further corruption, and a mission to find out what happened to the missing remaining bounty hunters. Metroid Prime Federation Force for the 3DS. While not really a game focusing around Samus, Eren, this puzzle-based co-op, in which mech are used to dominate the space pirates and technical superiority, Samus assists the mechs in the eradication of some space pirates as any good bounty hunter should. Metroid 2 Return of Samus for the Game Boy, and Metroid Samus Returns for the 3DS. The Galactic Federation deemed the Metroids are too dangerous to exist, and after their own failed attempts, they employ Samus to travel to the Metroid homeworld SR388 and exterminate the entire species. Super Metroid for the SNES. Samus receives yet another distress signal from the academy where she took the hatchling Metroid at the end of Samus Returns. She must battle her way through the resurging pirates and all their daunting returning enemies in order to stop them from cloning the Metroids. Metroid Other M for the Wii. With the fall of the last Metroid and Mother Brain, Samus was rehabilitated. Scientists remove the baby particles from her power suit and genetically recreate the Metroid species. In this dramaticized take on a Metroid game, we start to notice a pattern as Samus deals with more clones than ever before and she seeks to eradicate the Metroid existence yet again. Lastly, we have Metroid Fusion on the Game Boy Advance. While acting as a bodyguard, Samus is infected with the X Parasite, a parasite that carries many similar qualities to the Metroids. After discovering that her infected suit has become the pseudo-Dark Samus, the S.A.X. Samus must eradicate the SAX with all the remaining X Parasite on SR388. And the honorable mention goes to Metroid Pinball for the DS, which retells the events of Metroid Prime in pinball form. So there you have it, everyone, that's Samus Aran. There are so many other points we could have touched on with her, like the Chozo, what's the deal with her and Ridley, the crazy relationship between her and Adam Malkovich, and all the fan theories surrounding Samus Aran and her extracurricular activities. But we wanted to stay focused on just the backstory and how it integrated with the video games we know and love, as much of that remains a mystery to the common player. Plus, the Metroid games are chocked full of super awesome lore, and it would be an absolute travesty for me to ruin that experience from any person who has yet to play the Metroid franchise. And listeners, if you are out there, and you don't know who Samus is, or you have never played a Metroid game, or God forbid you still thought that Samus was a dude... Please send me a private message so I can shed a tear on your sheltered life. Grab a console capable of playing a Metroid game and sink your teeth into any of these amazing titles. Minus Federation Force. I can't roll my eyes enough at that game. Or the lack of a Metroid Prime 4 appearance at E3 2018. Ugh. So anyway, now that we've wrapped up Samus, let's move on to some of the honorable mentions chosen by you all. First up we have Mario. Really? Do I need to explain this? The Italian plumber and his brothers who go tube diving while tripping on mushrooms to rescue imaginary princesses. Far out, man. And Beast from Shaq Fu. Created by Set from his own shadow, Beast is the mightiest of Set's servants. Given that Shaq Fu was a terrible excuse for a fighting game, that's really about all the story there is surrounding this character. All right, guys, thanks for listening yet again to the Video Game Mythos Podcast. Remember, if you want to hear all about your favorite video game characters and get a shout-out from yours truly, hit us up on Facebook or Twitter at 13 Palm Trees Podcast Productions. And hey, if you like what you're hearing and you want to hear more, hit the like button, give us those five stars, and leave a killer review. We cannot overstate how important good reviews are for us here at 13 Palm Trees and on this podcast. Ultimately, though, the best way to help us out is just to tell a friend about the podcast. If you refer a friend to this podcast and they listen and I find out, I will get out of this chair. I will hunt you down and give you the biggest freaking bear hug you have ever had. Unless that would make you not want to tell your friends. In that case, I will stay right here in this studio and I will keep making more episodes. But anyway, like subscribe, leave a comment and tell a friend. And thanks guys. I will catch you next week. I'm out of this bitch like Samus walking away at the end of Metroid Prime 2 Echoes.